Okay, today we are at uh, Highlands Golf Course at McDuff's Cafe, I believe they're calling it, which is a brand new uh, cafe that uh, Highlands Golf Course has put in to serve the golfers in the neighborhood here. They've got some beer and wine and coffee and some snacks and things, so I uh, want to thank them for hosting us here today. This is our first, or my first uh a remote podcast so this will be kind of fun you'll probably hear a little bit of background noise because there's a few folks in here and some things going on but uh, so we've i've invited uh jarvis to come and join us again today for podcast number 14 and jarvis is uh going to share his thoughts regarding a couple of um current issues that we're having we've kind of um this podcast has already been through i think its first uh phase i guess i would call it with the first 13 podcasts and those first that first phase was getting to know some new people and uh trying to understand a little more for myself and the listeners regarding um racism and hearing different thoughts about that from many of our black friends and uh, so today we're going to uh, open that conversation up a little further and um, explore uh, a couple of current things that are going on. So Jarvis, thank you for joining us again today at uh, McDuff's Cafe here at Highlands. Kind of unusual. I don't have any golf clubs with me, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what we can hit any. Hey, I love the fact that the... Uh, the staff member here uh, turns out he's an Eagles fan. So, what do you think about that right here in Tacoma, Washington, man? It, it, it brought the place up a couple notches being an Eagles fan. Yeah. We, we're off to a slow start this season, but it'll pick up. So, did he see you first or did you see him first? Um, uh, I, well, he noticed because I'm wearing my Eagles hat, of course. And he had a different. Uh, emblem on this hat but that is an eagles hat so yeah so what is it about finding an eagles fan that really excites you here i mean it's you like, it's like what's what's up with that it's like family but it's it's, it's family that you, you can talk about some history and that kind of stuff not like seahawks when you run into another seahawk fan i would imagine you go wow you're on the wagon too <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah but the, so so most Eagles fans, we've been through some hard times and some good times. So, All right, well, um, one of the first topics of discussion today that I wanted to bring up is I've been confused personally, and I'm assuming that this may be true for some of our listeners. I've been confused for some time now regarding uh, Black Lives Matter, particularly uh, as it pertains to what we hear on the news or read in the news. Um, I wonder how much of the references to Black Lives Matter that you hear or read on the news is regarding the uh, actual organization versus the movement in general. And I've been kind of confused about that because they use the term pretty generically on the news and they don't say necessarily organization or just the movement per se. But I think there's a fair amount of confusion. I certainly have this. When I hear that, I thought they were always talking about the organization Black Lives Matter, which is at blacklivesmatter.com. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm come to find out that maybe that's not true. So I'd like to know what your thoughts are about when you hear Black Lives Matter on the news or hear somebody says it or whatever, what, what is it that brings to mind for you? It, it, when you? When you call me and talk to me about it a little bit, I, uh, I'm, I'm confused sometimes about what they stand for. So I, I wear a Black Lives Matter hat. But my hat and myself, I, I, when I think of Black Lives Matter, I'm talking about the movement. I'm talking about bringing attention to um, what has been happening to blacks here in our country and around the world at times for years. And it's like we don't matter. You, you talk about this group or you talk about that group and, and blacks have been getting the short end of the stick for years. And that's what we're talking about. That's what I believe when I'm talking about Black Lives Matter. It's, it's the fact that we don't get our equal share of things going on unless it's negative. Even publicity. When, when you're talking about that, we, we get all the negative publicity. But and, and then when Black Lives, this movement started, I thought it was a, a great thing. But... After you talked to me about it, and I went and researched some stuff, I, I see that it's, uh, I guess the organization itself has grown into including a lot of uh, uh, civil rights issues across the board, not just race, but gender, um, some other things that I, 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 honestly, I wasn't really concerned with. I was concerned with the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and what it, what it did for the race. And, and, and what we're struggling with. So you're looking into it um, that you did. Do you did you uh, find that there was a bit of a feeling that it maybe the movement and what you were thinking about it has been maybe watered down a little bit by a broader agenda that they have, or do you think like the organization appears to be pretty focused on that as well? I, I don't really know what the organization focuses on. When I read it or went online and check some things out they were they were concerned with a lot of things and 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 for me I, I was I guess cautious about getting involved in something that um, doesn't really focus on what blacks are concerned with and and I I don't want to in talk about a bandwagon thing again but I don't want them to throw a whole lot of other stuff in there and again blacks get lost in all the stuff that's in the basket um, we should be we need a, a group that focuses on us as a people and, and, and the struggle that we're having and trying to get equality and, 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 and that kind of thing and racism uh, dealt with um, I understand there's other Nationality that, that probably have the same issues, but I'm 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 more concerned, I guess, because I'm black. I'm a little biased about us getting our fair share, getting getting what, not not even getting an advantage. I don't I don't want an advantage. I just want us to be equal. Um, and we're not getting that, and we're getting abused, assaulted. 
and, and, and it's been like this for years, and it shouldn't be that way. Ignored. Have you had uh, any conversations with any of your friends, either coworkers or friends, where Black Lives Matter has come up as a part of the conversation? Um, sort of. When you get into talking about it sometimes with uh, uh, the, and I don't know the whole acronym for the LGBTQ community and that kind of thing, I understand their struggles too. Um, and, and, and a lot of times I hear them compare their struggles with what blacks are struggling with. And I don't want to get into a whole debate with them or, or cause them to have any kind of issues with us either. But my, my initial response was, and I'm going to say it on the air, they chose to be that way. All right? And I know some of them are saying they were born that way and that kind of thing. Okay, we can, we can or maybe you can start a different podcast for that. But I, I didn't choose to be black. I'm black. And... I think our struggle is a little different than some of their struggles. Um, you can see that I'm black, obviously. You can see who's white and who's not. And that's what we're getting attacked for, our appearances and, and our culture and, and other things. And I, I just don't think it's the same struggle that they have now. If, 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 I, if, I think if you, if you fix the... the the struggle that we have, then we can go on. Once this thing hopefully is resolved, then other things can can get in on that, and, and we can resolve those other things too. There's lots of problems out there to resolve. Yeah. But lumping all these things together and then trying to do it that way, I, I don't think that's going to work. So I, the Black Lives Movement is more what I guess emphasize than the actual organization. And, and, then, and then when the organization, regardless of who's in it, it, it's like if you belong to an organization and somebody in that organization does something crazy or does something not the best uh, light, under the best light and looks, the whole organization gets the blame for that. So then once again, we have blacks getting the blame for uh, some of these people to go astray and some of the uh, protests or the... the, the demonstration that's going on. And it might not be blacks. It might be somebody else that's being represented by the Black Lives Matter organization and not the movement. Do you think that uh, that is a, a part of my confusion, I think, and I'm going to assume some of the listeners as well, that when we hear it on the news, there's reference to Black Lives Matter as being responsible in some way. They don't say it directly so much, but it's certainly the undertone of right. what the conversation is. Right. That they're to blame for, uh, again, I think, I don't know if they're blaming the organization or blaming the movement, but they use the term Black Lives Matter people or demonstrators from Black Lives Matter. Right. They, they'll say those kind of things. And I assume... They're uh, putting them as to blame for some of the uh, negative things that are happening in the demonstrations, some of the ones that weren't all peaceful in some cases, right. and things have happened to the police or to other citizens or to other demonstrators for that matter. Right. So when that blame is communicated on the news like that, do you think most of what you're hearing there is 
again, more generic, just talking about the movement, or do you think they're referring to specifically the organization when they say that? I guess that's where the confusion is, and that's where the the lines get blurred. Because if I say um, there was a a protest going on in Seattle and Black Lives Matter was there, you even see the hat or you see a shirt or something of somebody doing some things, and then somewhere in that protest, a story gets damaged or somebody sets a fire. The, the, what you see is a Black Lives Matter shirt or a hat, or you hear on the news or something that Black Lives Matter somehow organized this protest. But now they get the blame. The, the organization gets the blame for the, the rioting that might start or the, 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 the eruption that comes out if the police show up and, and some things happen. And now not only does Black Lives Matter, the organization, get the blame for it, but now blacks have to take the brunt of saying, yeah, you guys started that. You guys did it. And, and it damages the movement also. And what comes to my mind when, they, when, when these things happen is um, I, I think that's part of our problem as, as, as Americans, as people. We, we, if, if it was a... a If it was just a, a, a protest with people of all kinds of folk out there and, and some guy or some girl, some guy or some woman uh, did something derogatory or bad or, or hateful, set fire to something or shot a police officer, fought with the police, whatever the case is. If you just said this person or this suspect was identified as the person that did this, 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 and this. And you didn't come out and say what that person's race was. It might diffuse some things. You don't, you don't come on and say, uh, if it's a serial killer thing, you don't go and we have a white guy that did this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. We found him, he was a serial rapist or a killer, blah, blah, blah. But if it's a black person, a black man was identified today or a black woman was identified today doing this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and he or she was a member of Black Lives Matter. Um, I don't, you don't... You don't hear somebody say, this, this person, this suspect was identified as burning down whatever he burnt down or she burnt down, and they were a member of the Boy Scouts. You don't get that. Yeah. Um, well, that's a really interesting uh, thought. Um, so I wonder, uh, our media has been careless maybe in their not thinking through how they say things. I, I would wonder, as an example, let's back up a minute. I would wonder, first of all, how do they know that person is a Black Lives Matter representative of any kind other than they may be a black person or is it because they have a blm shirt on or they have something that says black lives matter on a hat or whatever and 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 then i would still want to know by asking that person are you representing this organization per se or are you mostly 
concerned about the movement. Jarvis, like you described at the beginning, you're concerned about the movement, literally for black lives. Right. And that's where you come from. Uh, Not saying that you don't care about the organization, but that they represent a broader agenda than you really want to be focused on. Right. And uh, so it would be interesting to, uh, to hear more about that. And then regarding the media almost always identifying a suspect uh, by, color. by color only when they're black. Mostly when they're black, I'll say. Right. When they're white, the color isn't identified, uh, but they almost always will identify a black suspect as though that matters in the big scheme of things rather than that person being just another citizen regardless of their color, and recognizing them as a, as a citizen and all of that. A short story, you know, I've got hundreds of them, but a short story is when they had the um, D.C. sniper. I remember that. They never talked about what color the D.C. sniper was, and everybody was in fear when this person was going to strike next and where this person was going to strike and who this person was. It's, it's crazy, but we were all kind of united in that fear and in trying to capture whoever the suspect was in that. Had you put out, if they'd known, had you put out that it was a black suspect that you were looking for, they would have tore the black communities up. Hmm. It, it, it would have put a whole different dynamic on this thing. I do remember that fear because it was random shooting and they always shot to kill, it seemed like. Right. And, uh, but you didn't know who. You didn't know, that's right. And then when they finally, I, I can remember I was shocked when they found, when they found out the, the guy was black. Well, do you remember where he was from? Was it Tacoma? Yeah. yeah. He lived here. I think he was stationed at Fort Lewis, basically, in the military, and I think he ended up here. And, so, and they ended up uh, investigating a house... Uh, I don't remember, somewhere here in Tacoma where he had done a lot of his target practicing. Okay. And uh, so it's like, wow. But we kept race out of that whole thing for a long time. For a long time, that's true. Um, That's really interesting. And I think that's how we should... When we talk about racism, it's, it's so in every fabric of everything we do here in this country. Take it off of the job applications. Take it off of these other things. If it's not that important, take it off. Stop, yeah. stop identifying people by race. Yeah. That, and, and hopefully that there's a ton of things we have to do to get rid of racism and, and, and this hate and this division in our country. That could be part of that solution. And the media can help with that in some ways. Yes. Another thing that we wanted to kind of add to this conversation, and Jarvis brought this up uh, a week or ten days ago when we talked on the phone, is a little bit, both of us are wondering why we're not hearing more from the NAACP being such a long-time legacy organization fighting the battles on behalf of black people. And they've been so successful over a lot of years and kind of wondering where their voice is today. 
You haven't heard anything, really, right? I haven't. I, I, a few years ago, I had a son-in-law get in some trouble. And it was involving the police and some stuff that they had done that I thought was wrong. And I called the NAACP and asked them to, if there was some way I could have them do some work, like some investigation on the police officer that was involved. But I was told that I wasn't a member. So I, I guess that meant I wasn't sending them money or something. And they wouldn't do it. But I'm thinking, but there was some injustice done there. And who do you call when that happens? So now you have this Black Lives Matter movement that starts up. And I think that's why I think, it's just me, my opinion, that's why so many blacks have kind of um, leaned towards them. Because they, they can, they can, they're like a beacon that's leading the charge on this continued injustice towards blacks and minorities. But then while you have this charge, like we just talked about, you have other groups that feel they've been mistreated also. So Black Lives Matter just pulled them in too. And, and like you said, some of the people that originally formed this group, the, the, the organization, with LGBT members, so obviously they have a a, a a voice in what the what the organization represents and who the organization represents. Well, I think that's why um, I've been told to be cautious about. Right. Uh, other other folks have told me that I need to be cautious about how I align this podcast or myself for that matter right. with these organizations so the black lives matter question really has much to do with uh, how is it perceived and what do people think when you say that when you say the words black lives matter do you think of an organization or are you just thinking generically about yeah black lives matter and we all not need to you know support that i think it's more generic and i think even black people I'm saying this, obviously, not as a black person, but I'm, I'm thinking... <laughs> I'd like to hear what you say as a black person, but go ahead. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm presuming, based on what you've described and, and just other things I've heard, <laughs> that most people, black or white, when they use that term, if they're expressing support, I think they're generally supporting the movement and the idea of Black Lives Matter rather than a specific organization. Right. Because most people, I don't think, know the tenets or the beliefs or, you know, mission statement of the organization. And then a plug for your podcast, which I still think is a great idea. It's about learning, and it's about uh, uh, educating ourselves on what we're doing, on the injustice against blacks, um, this whole idea of white privilege and and, 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 and learning what it is and how we can help make our country, our communities, and our people better. So because you hear Black Lives Matter, don't just take somebody's word for it. Go out and research it and, and learn what you learn and then share that with whoever you need to share it with. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, I guess when I called you the first time about the idea of talking about this, uh, I wasn't surprised necessarily or disappointed or anything, but it uh, was interesting to me that you actually hadn't necessarily differentiated the idea because in your mind, I'm, I'm 
guessing here, but in your mind, it was the movement. It was the movement, right. That's the way you were thinking then, and it's the way you think now. Yep. And when somebody says Black Lives Matter, you're nodding your head, yes, they do, and we all need to support that. Rather than, yeah, where do we send our money to support this organization called Black Lives Matter? Yeah, I don't just, I don't have much money, but I try not to send it out to places that uh, I haven't researched and figured out what they're doing with my money. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll admit to you, I, I don't know if I told you this, but this is what got it started for me. So fairly quickly after, uh, after I started this podcast in ju- early June, um, I uh, started supporting uh, on a monthly basis uh, a couple of organizations, and Black Lives Matter was one of them. And it wasn't a huge amount, but I was sending them $50 a month. And I set it up automatically for, uh, you know, withdrawal thing to just be handled. Well, then, uh, not too long into the podcast, and I started hearing more things and thinking more about it, that's when I started doing a little more research and started asking more questions and realized, wow, Maybe this wasn't what I specifically wanted to support. I thought I was supporting a more of a generic movement mm-hmm. because I wasn't, um, I, I hadn't uh, researched enough to know exactly what the organization was actually standing for. And as soon as I was warned more about it and, and cautioned about how I do these things, I ended up actually withdrawing my support. After a couple of months, I withdrew the support and then uh, decided I need to still support the movement, obviously, but that organization, probably not so much. So I that's what brought that about for me was I actually was sending money. Understood. Yeah. Mistakenly and, and out of ignorance, not knowing more specifically what they actually were about. And so uh, it's worth paying attention to some detail on these kind of things. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me on uh, episode number 14. It's a good number. <laughs> I really appreciate you being here today and willingness to uh, share as always. And I know that this will be um, of interest to folks and uh, look forward to having you back again. Yeah, and I didn't lose no balls on a golf course this time. <laughs> <laughs> First time you're on a golf course without your clubs, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jarvis. Hey, thank you. Thank you for listening in today to episode number 14 of My Awakening Podcast. My sincere thanks to Jarvis for being our guest again today and helping us to kick off the second phase of this podcast, exploring more current topical themes and other issues of interest to our listeners. A shout-out as well to McDuff's Cafe at Highlands Golf Course for hosting our first-ever remote podcast. I hope the background noise was not too distracting for you. If you would like further context on this topic of Black Lives Matter, please click on the Systemic Racism IQ Builder button on our website at myawakeningpodcast.com. This will open a very informative article on Black Lives Matter from a June 2020 at patch.com. There is also a must-watch video about Black Lives Matter embedded in this article 
that I want to encourage you to watch as it will help you more fully understand how this movement came into being in the last few years. If this episode helped to broaden your understanding of America's racial issues, please share it with your family, friends, and co-workers who may also benefit from this content. Remember that this podcast can be heard directly from our website, as well as your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe if you would like to automatically have each new episode download to your podcast player. Stay tuned for much more thought-provoking content yet to come in future episodes over the coming weeks. Remember that working together, we can help to make the systemic changes that America is crying out for as we strive to finally create an America that truly does achieve justice for all. Oh.